Paula Hander with you on this Friday morning. Thanks for hanging out with us here on Next Up. Find us podcast, like, and subscribe wherever you find your favorite podcast. Next Up with 99.9 The Fan. Also, we're posting the show on the Fan's YouTube channel, 99.9 The Fan on YouTube. Got to clear my throat here. Hang on one second. One of those mornings, you know, get up get up at 4 a.m. this morning just to stretch out. Actually, no, I just had a leg cramp, woke up, was like, oh, probably got to drink a little bit more water. Y'all feel me, right? Y'all feel me? Wake up way too early. I woke up way too early because tonight the Canes game is at 9 o'clock, which in a scheduling quirk in the National Hockey League is the only hockey game in play tonight in Arizona where they play in a 5,000-seat arena. Regardless, joining us here to weigh in on tonight's Hurricanes upcoming 24 hours in the desert. You hear him during the drive with Tim Donnelly every afternoon, 3 to 6, here on The Fan. Also, on the Carolina Hurricanes radio network, Dennis Cox is here. And Dennis, the last game between uh, the last game played for the Canes back on Tuesday seems like uh, forever and a day ago, which it was for most Canes fans based on what I'm seeing on uh, X this morning. Uh, Carolina got what I like to call the complimentary goals. They got goals from Jordan Stahl and Jesper Foss, the skate goal from Foss, which, you know, to his credit, he just kind of raised his arms. He didn't, you know, go full Selly on that one. But I would argue with you or suggest to you that if the Canes are going to get two wins in the desert, which Adam Gold said they need four points coming out of this road trip, that they need more than just complimentary goals. Oh, absolutely. This is where your stars are supposed to be stars, right? Sebastian Ajo, Andrei Svechnikov, Martin Natchez. I even throw Seth Jarvis into that mix. You sign Michael Bunting for a reason as well. Yeah, those guys got to be the ones that are the driving force. If your team, they being the Hurricanes, is going to be at its best, those guys got to have crooked numbers in the stat sheet at some point, whether it's you know picking up assists, goals, whatever it might be. Those guys have to be contributors consistently night in and night out. When you get the chip-ins from Jordan Stahl and from Jesper Faust, you take it all day, right? But that can't be the only goals that you score. You have to see Tara Vine and put the puck in the back of the net a little bit more as well. His goal-scoring clip has dropped a little bit, but granted his, his assist numbers have jumped up uh, since the early part of the season. You want to see him get back into putting the puck in the back of the net, at least being more aggressive with shooting the puck because he has such a great shot, but that's just not his mindset all the time. He has to continue to have that mindset of, you know what, I want to get three shots on goal today. That, that's something that the Kings need to have consistently night in and night out from their top six. Hurricanes' last five games, Dennis, uh, wins against the expected teams. They, they met they met Arizona right before the All-Star break, right when they went on that big kind of 10-day 10, 10 layoff. Came back, dropped a heartbreaker with Vancouver. Uh, did really well against Colorado, obviously. The home game against Jersey, which went OT, which we saw the Stars get the play. And then Dallas, where they played a solid game. What puts this team over the hump, finally, to get... They're sitting on 52 games with 30 wins. No one will argue that this is a this is a playoff contending, Stanley Cup contending team. What gives them that one little extra edge, the extra moment, the extra push, the .1 decimal point that takes this team from being a good right now regular season team to a team that you have to fear every night? I think they are a team that you fear every night. I think they already are that. Now, you think, look at the losses. Vancouver, top team in the Western Conference. They lost a tight one there. Dallas, the second best team in the Western Conference, lost a tight one there. So they're in these games. 
what's going to separate them is like we talked about the those stars, like Svechnikov getting back hot again, Aho getting back to that hot streak again. But they are a fear team because they can lock you down defensively. Gosh, look at the the Devils game. Devils didn't score, went to overtime. Granted, because Carolina didn't score in regulation either. But that's a team that can can shut you down night in and night out. And there's some there's some star players that play for the New Jersey Devils. I think the way their penalty kill has been for the last basically since December. 12th, I want to say, is what second best in the Eastern Conference at nearly 90%. Their power play, I think that's actually probably the thing right there, is actually if their power play continues to to excel at the clip of what they have been since December 12th, which has been about 36%, 35% top in the Eastern Conference, that's really what's going to separate you. But you can't rely on a power play night in and night out because just look at the, the Dallas game. They only have one. That's it. Only have one power play opportunity. They had some really good looks, but they didn't score on that one. So you can't rely on getting four or five power play you know, opportunities every single night. But defensively, they're going to keep you in every single game. So I think they are that fear team right now. Paul Eihander with Dennis Cox here on Next Up here on 99.9 The Fan, live and local every morning, 9 to 10, our fifth day in business. The key cards still work. It always works for Dennis Cox every afternoon, 3 to 6 during the drive. The Golden Knights, the team that this – that the Canes are going to face on Saturday night used five different goaltenders last year during their stretch run to the Stanley Cup. Five. The Canes right now are at four. Um, no, they've used five this season. Don't forget oh, the sixteen y- minutes that right. Yanni Peretz Yanni played. Peretz. So we're, we've we've we're hey, well well put. That's why that's why you cover the Canes the way you do. So we have five different goalies now, but searching for consistency in the net. No, I you'll you're you're going to find arguments or debates on both sides of Pyotr Kachetkov. If he's the guy this year that they were going to ride, when when are we going to know? When's the light bulb moment going to happen? Because his play over the last several games actually has been fairly solid. It has been, but this is where my concern with Pyotr Kachetkov is, is that we have seen like the high end, high end, and it is freaking awesome. But there are times when there's that little dip where the confidence or there's that mental lapse like we saw in the game against Colorado, like the very end of the first period, just have a little mental lapse and lets in a cheap goal. And it's like, well, wait a second. Hold on. Like, you let that one in? Uh, it's kind of it's, – it's one of those situations. But since then, since he got put back in the lineup, since Ronta got hurt, he's been great. They still need to have at least a number two to go with him. I mean, if that is Freddie Anderson, you don't know. But they used three goalies in the playoffs last year. That's something that people forget. Remember, Freddie Anderson was hurt during that Islander series, and it was Ronta was the guy that carrying the load. Now, Pyotr Kochekov came in and spelled Ronta, you know, if things weren't going well in a game or something like that. But they had to use three goalies in the playoffs last year. I don't know if, if Kochekov is ready yet because we haven't seen the consistent over like a 40-game stretch where we have seen Pyotr Kochekov be consistent. Not saying he's got to be lights out for 40 straight games, but we haven't seen that yet. But maybe if you catch that lightning in the bottle and he hits that hot streak in April, then you can ride that. But at least you have to have that veteran guy that you know you can go to on the back end after that. They used three goalies in the playoffs last year. Ronta's hurt right now, and he has an injury history. Freddie Anderson's still dealing with that blood clot issue. He's working his way back. We know that he practiced yesterday in Arizona. But he's been hurt. Like I said, he was hurt in the playoffs last season as well. And even the year before that, he was hurt in the postseason. He had to rely on Ronta and Kochekov. So we've seen this before. How much do you trust as a front office those guys to be healthy in the postseason? 
That's a question for the front office of the Carolina Hurricanes, and they are certainly on the clock. Dennis Cox joining us here during Next Up on 99 The Fan. Join him every afternoon during the drive, 3-6. to six. Appreciate it, Dennis. Thanks. My pleasure. All right, it is the only game tonight in the NHL, Canes and Arizona. You remember the last time these two teams met, uh, Canes had to get two goals in the last minute uh, to, to take out the Coyotes. That was 1-1 up until the, the final minute of that game in that third period and or, where Orloff got the snipe, right? Orloff played his best game, and Jesper Faust uh, also came through with the uh, with the late one there uh, to get them that win. So Coyotes are a scrappy team. The record, uh, don't let that surprise you, don't let that scare you, and certainly don't look past anybody in the NHL. I'm Graham Hill with three things you need to know right now from 999 The Fan. The Carolina Hurricanes are back in action tonight for game two of their three-game road stretch out west. Puck drops shortly after 9 p.m. against the Yotes. Our coverage begins with Stormwatch hosted by Adam Gold at 8.30 right here on 999 The Fan. And just like that, the Hurricanes will be back in action again tomorrow night for the final game of their West Coast swing. Puck drops shortly after 10.30 against the Vegas Golden Knights. Stormwatch at 10 p.m. After these games, be sure to check out the Canes Corner podcast on the fans' YouTube page, hosted by the one and only Mr. Adam Gold. Number nine Duke travels to Tallahassee tomorrow to face the Florida State Seminoles at 2 p.m. You can listen to that game on 6:20 a.m. Buzz Sports Radio, 99.9 FM HD2, with pregame coverage beginning at 1 p.m. Find these stories and more on WRLSportsFan.com. Next up, we play in the sandbox. Yeah, this sounds like music I'd be hanging out in a sandbox with. Maybe if the jazz club was called Sandbox. Or Cigar Lounge. Or Cigar Lounge. Paul, I hand it with you on this Friday morning. Thanks for making us a part of your day or incorporating us into your day as you move around the triangle or you're settling into the office uh, cubicle farm. That uh, You take us along with you. If you can't, you can roll us back and run it back anytime with us by subscribing to the podcast wherever you find your favorite podcast next up with 99.9 The Fan. Also, check us out on The Fan's YouTube page, youtube.com slash 99.9 The Fan. Paul Ihander, Instagram Hill on the ones and twos. Insta, I've, I want to make sure that I give you a little shout-out today because what up? once the show is over, you kind of got to pack the car and head east to go hang out because you've been mentioning all morning college baseball opening day. You're doing opening day for the Pirates over at uh, East Carolina in Greenville. Purple! Some ECU fan, hopefully in their car, just went gold. But, yes, very excited to be in rotation of public address announcers for the East Carolina baseball team this season. Big shout-out to Parker Easton of their marketing team for giving me the opportunity um, and just excited to get on the mound on opening day, getting the first start. It's great. It's great. It's going to be a beautiful day, clearly. And and next Sunday when the Tar Heels travel down to uh, Greenville next Sunday. So that, I'm also excited for that, too. Are you going to be you gonna be kind of sad that you truly can't like tailgate, that you're like there to work? As opposed to go hang out in the parking lot and have a few pops. Well, again, I'm in rotation, so okay. <laughs> I'm just I'm getting the start today, and just like a pitcher, you know, you gotta you gotta rest a couple of days. So unless they told me, unless I just knock it out of the ballpark, no pun intended, today, and they need me to come back tomorrow, I'd be a friend of mine that lives in Greenville was like, dude, why don't you just stay tonight and then come to the game tomorrow at 2 p.m. The only thing is. I've never been to an ECU baseball game as a fan, so I've never really experienced the jungle. And for all those ECU baseball fans, they know what I'm talking about when I say the jungle. So if I'm going to, I want to wait to at least 
gets in the 70s a little bit. Okay. It's going to be a nice day still. I'm like, it's going to be nice. Hey, uh, what time's uh, first pitch over there? Who are they playing? Four o'clock against the Ryder Bronx. Okay. Well, so I guess you don't really have to pack up the car that fast. I mean, you're only talking an hour. You still got a podcast to do. Or still got a podcast to edit. There's a little bit of that, too. A lot of it's still work. There's yeah. still work. But hey, congrats on doing that. I hope you have a good time over there today. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate it. Yeah, and, they, they need uh, to looking treat forward you to Pirate well. Nation being, uh, being around Pirate Nation this season. Yeah, y'all need to treat Insta well. I'm just saying. Be that guy. Uh, last night, state statement victory for uh, the women of NC State. Uh, the, if you've ever watched a basketball game where you know the home team is out of it and just can't find the rhythm, that was last night at Notre Dame where NC State jumped out to, I believe it was a 15-point lead uh, in that one and really never let NC – I mean, it was it was weird because listening to the call of that game on television, uh, they were really trying to get Notre Dame back into this thing, but Notre, the, the crowd was out of it, like completely out of it. It was 19-4 to in the first first quarter. It was 19-4. I mean, Madison Hayes was just running around. She's a, might be the fa- one of the fastest women I've seen play basketball. Isaiah James, you know, Sonia Rivers – does what Snyder Rivers does and double doubles and River Baldwin just being the presence that she is. I mean, Wes has a legit team. Like, if you didn't know there's a legit team, they're sold out. Like, all season they sold out all their tickets, and somebody knew something, right? Yeah. Somebody figured it out. To get into the game, it's still roughly like 30 bucks, but it's all secondary market. You can sit courtside, by the way, on Sunday, which we will have that game. Even if it's sold out, we'll have that game here on 99.9 The Fan on a noon tip between NC State and Georgia Tech. Sitting courtside's 175 bucks. Wow. One seventy-five at Reynolds. That's like the average ticket price for the North Carolina Virginia Tech men's game on Saturday at the Dean Smith Center. One seventy-five. So good on you, State women. Keep keep it rolling. We again, we'll have that game on Saturday or sun, Sunday afternoon at noon. Uh, State and Georgia Tech. So uh, well done to y'all there, Caitlin Clark. In case you hadn't heard, been under a rock. One of the most popular women's college basketball players and one of the most decorated college basketball players. Decided that uh, she was going to do a half-court heave, essentially, to break the uh, scoring record last night. She did it. 49 points for Iowa as they win. They're making their uh, tournament bid and trying to make sure that Caitlin Clark can add one more accolade to her decorated resume. She talked about how she soaked in the big moment of the night. Uh, You know, honestly, just go every day by day. Uh, Be thankful for the people around me. Uh, Get off my phone and soak in every single second um, of playing in an Iowa jersey. Uh, I'm just lucky. I mean, honestly. That crowd chanting one more year. I think this is for you. Enjoy it. Let it it rain down upon you. It is Holly Rowe. Yes, yes, Holly. Thanks, Holly Rowe. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Crowd chanting one more year. When you've got people lining up two hours before a game just to get into assigned seats. Yeah. Like, you already have the tickets, but we got to get in to go watch warm-ups and just watch her shoot around. That's some Steph Curry next-level stuff. Dude, that place was packed. Like, there was probably more There was probably more people there for the women's game last night than there have been for an Iowa men's game this season. And I only say <laughs> that just because Caitlin Clark is that big of a superstar right now in sports, especially in women's sports. Yeah, they say Becky Lynch is the man. In WWE, oh Caitlin, Clark, Caitlin Clark may be the man. Caitlin Clark may be the man. Ric Flair, get on that one. Yeah, there get you go. Get on that one. Tiger shot a plus one yesterday in his first full tournament experience since uh, stopping endorsing Nike and now as a tailor-made guy. He shanked one on 18. He got a nice hug afterwards and made a nice save or whatnot. But he talked about how he's just really trying to be an entertainer out there. 
Well, at the end of the day, we're trying to provide that the rule? best entertainment. At the end of the day? And the, in order to do that, you have to have the best players play. And uh, we want to, to uh, have the history and acknowledge the history and the, and the traditions of the history of our tour and how we have the pathways, uh, have the accessibility, um, have all the intangibles as have made the PGA Tour what it is right now and what it has been and hopefully what it will continue to be and to be even better. And how do we do that? And that, that's the whole idea of why we have a group like SSG to provide us with information and help and, and trying to create uh, the best tour we, we can possibly have. I still watch Tiger play. I don't care if he shanks him into the trees. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, I just want to see the goat do goat things. He had a nice wraparound shot yesterday that got him out of a bind. A, a nice wraparound shot around a tree that got him out of a bind. I mean, he still has, you know, the, the classic Tiger shots. But, I mean, yeah, you, you, the shake yesterday, he blamed him on back spasms. But, I mean, Tiger, come on, just – Show you're one of us when right. we're when, it, when playing golf. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you're 48 now. Just let us all know that, hey, sometimes that stuff happens. Pull the change out of your pocket, wear your hat backwards, let it let it roll. Uh, finally, in the sandbox here, the Milwaukee Bucks screwed up. Let's just say they did it. Doc Rivers hired after they fired Adrian Griffin. They have now dropped seven of their last ten games. And they lost to a shorthanded Memphis team last night. Three and seven. Rivers gets about a pinch of slack at this point, trying to figure things out, trying to get them going or whatever it was. But you cannot say that whatever Adrian Griffin was doing prior to that wasn't working because what Doc Rivers is doing right now isn't working. They didn't get to that next level. They they just fell off so far. Not working, Milwaukee. Call it what it is. Just call the baby ugly. That's all I can say. Insta, it's been a great first week. Appreciate all of you making us a part of your day, as I said. We'll be back on Monday if the key card works. Enjoy your weekend, everyone. Sports.